Hey, 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 everyone. I hope everyone is good. I hope everyone is doing great and sound mind receptive to listen, hear, and just stand in the medium of understanding. So as I was thumbing through my notes, um, I decided, you know, I wasn't going to pick a subject that was written down because I came and sometimes it happens like this, right? I came to the realization that sometimes life just shows you some things that you need to share. And this has been happening to me for years. And so the the title of this episode is that you can't save everybody. I want to give you a little bit of backstory. So I journal. I've gone back to journaling and um, my journaling is free form. So I'm not thinking too hard. I'm just writing my words down because I don't want to write in in perfection, right? I don't want my writing to be perfect because I feel like when we stop and we analyze our words, we want to change up something to make it seem, no, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to write everything down. So as I looked at some of my past journals and then even some of the recent things that I put in, I realized that I struggled with letting people go when it came down time to recognizing that I couldn't help them. And as I sat and just thought about it, you know, I don't know how many people recognize or or don't recognize that the things in our past will come back in our present. And as I thought about this with trying to help people and get them to this place of clarity, I realized that I did this for so many years um, as a child and then as a teenager and as a young adult and now still here. But it began with the change in my mother and knowing that after she lost her husband, my father, that she was a forever changed woman. And even if she gave me her worst, I still felt like I need to show up as my best for her because she was just in a different space. And I had a younger brother, right? And so I always had the mind and the longing to be a nurturer. So I see that even in a connection with my brother, I nurture him, baby him a little bit too, (laughs) but nurture. And I was doing the same thing with my mother. And I realized in that relationship as well, that even if I showed up at my best and even in the moments where she asked my opinion and I gave it um, because she needed advice, um, many times she wouldn't take it, right? She just needed someone to listen to her. And even as I went into, you know, friendships with um, close friends, uh, giving advice, and especially in adulthood, I realized that many people found me as their sacred place. I have kept secrets, y'all, that I would never share with the soul. And I, and I go back to that as well, that the things that we have dealt with and behaved with um, as children, it presents itself in the present. 
And so we went by the notion what what goes on in, in family stays with family. I have so much knowledge of things that I just kept in my brain and even things that are just backlogged, right? That I would really have to think hard about and just remember. I kept them in sacred spaces of my body and I'm so great at keeping secrets because that's all I've been doing all my life. So when people have come to me with their most intimate details and you know the crazy thing about this as well and I know some of y'all feel this you'll even not know people and they feel this gravitational like pull to you they feel safe in your space and so they divulge all of their information because they feel like maybe you have the wisdom the know-how that you can sit with it and that your persona just says that you're non-judgmental so in many spaces that's what it was it was people confiding in me and so when they did that I took that that role as primary like I wanted to sit in the role you trust me okay now I'm sitting in the space where we're having equal dialogue and I'm listening to you many times people just want to talk And so I sat in that space of listening and not giving um, advice. But then it always turned into what should I do? I think what's crazy about that is that um, it's almost like a person is in a maze, right? The person who is conflicted has the issues. They're in a maze and they are trying to figure out how they are to navigate and you are on the top, you have an aerial view and you're telling them, okay, I need you to go through door number three because door number three is the straight shot to getting out of the situation that you are in. And they say, okay, I'm gonna go through door number three. So you done gave them the directions, how to navigate, get to door number three so that they can get to this freedom and they choose door number one. But because you are the type of person that has, (laughs) that's another thing, that has so uh, much tolerance, you are understanding that sometimes people have to fill out situations by themselves. So we, we go back to the drawing board and you talk to them more and you try to, you know, figure out why it is that they chose door number one when you told them door number three. And they, their thing is... They don't even know. They're just going through the motions. And one thing about that is when emotional ties are into situations, you hear what people are saying, but it's like people have to figure it out on their own. Like they have to go through so many hoops and leaps and bounds to finally get to the place in which you're trying to get them in the first place. So, okay, we go back to, you know, we go back to the drawing board And we have this conversation and then you say again, in order to get to where you need to go, you go through door number three and they proceed. And you don't hear from them in weeks, right? You know, you check up on them. They tell you, you know, they're doing good. And then boom, they hit you up one day and they're going through the same thing. Because guess what? This time they went through door number two. (laughs) And still sitting in that space. You have the heart of understanding, right? Get frustrated. But because of 
your caring ways and your nurturing ways and your healing ways and your loving ways. You sit with that person and you try to understand the ways in which they think and they navigate through their issues. At some point, when you have told a person that door number three is the exit and they, be, they, they still continue to do door number one and door number two and they teeter back and forth, you begin to pull away and you realize that there are just some people that you cannot help. It is a burden to sit in a space of all knowing, right? Especially when you have gone through something and so you know you can kind of like navigate them quickly because um, you have the answers and they don't listen. Another thing that um, that has bothered me for a while. And again, it's, I might have some male listeners and thank you for listening. <laughs> but with women, it's, it's quite frustrating. Um, seeing the demise of a woman in a relationship and after a relationship and seeing how the parts of her begin to change for the worse, not the better. Um, we make jokes and everything about women, you know, leaving a relationship or coming to this part of knowing that they began to show up differently, cutting their hair, you know, working out, um, going to church. They become different in sorts in which they want to kind of change, you know, and and morph into a different person. And that's the positive aspect of the glow up of a woman who is tired and now she's becoming her newfound self. But then we don't talk about the demise of a woman who has been in a relationship for a while, who has lost herself and begins to continue doing the things that she did in a relationship. Many women that I have talked to who went down it is a hurting part in my my heart where, you know, the first thing we want to do, because we are the nurturers, right? We want to give them positive words of affirmation and we want to build them back up because when you're by yourself, you can you can say a whole bunch of stuff to yourself. But it doesn't necessarily have the weight of someone else saying it to you. And so the first thing you want to do, like I said, you want to build that person up. You want to tell them that they are worthy. You want to tell them that they're beautiful. You want to get them to the place where they get to some form of medium so they can move forward. They do good for a while and then they backslide because their self-esteem has been knocked down. Their... Um, pure effort that they had within themselves pre-relationship is no longer there. They began to think of themselves as nothing or that they are um, not capable of being loved. In many situations like that, I found myself just really cheerleading and working hard for women and wanting them to get to that place because I see so much of them. But then I also realized in many situations I had to pull back. Because here's what I recognized when it comes down to 
us helping people. We can't help anyone if they don't want to first help themselves. Some people sit in spots um, of their lowness because they want to stay there. And that's just the honest truth. Many people don't know how to navigate and get out. Now that's different, but there are people who are comfortable with being in that low place. And honestly, there is nothing that you can do to get them out of it. They are just there. When I realized, for me personally, when I realized that all of the energy that I was putting into other people, all of the things that I was saying and all of the conversations didn't amount to anything. Like it blessed them for the moment, but they wanted to be in that space because that was what was comfortable for them. It is extremely hard to walk away from someone who you've become so in touch with, you know, all of their personal conflicts and issues and you have worked um, with them trying to get them to that place and they fail you. Right. I've learned not to take that personal. I've understood that sometimes God, number one, can use us or he's teaching us a lesson. He's using us to be a part of their life and show them on the other side that there are people who care and that there are people who want to nurture them and get them back to where they need to be, that they're not lonely. But it's also a lesson too to tell us to stop impeding on the journey. Sometimes people find themselves in their own situations based on themselves, the things that they have done. And you implanting yourself, even if in your heart and your mind, it was the good thing to do. You are stopping their personal journey of growth. And I feel like God is saying, all right, you inserted yourself there. Now, let me teach you a lesson. You cannot interject into every situation when it comes to people. Because they have to learn a valuable lesson that you cannot teach. I started taking my hands off of many situations. I still operate the same. You know, if you want to talk, I'm there to listen. I'm very receptive. But I've also gained the knowledge of understanding that when it's a repeated pattern, when the advice is not taken, they take the long road instead of taking the path that I told them, I draw back. And that is a safety net for me because sometimes we can get invested in people. We can become emotionally attached to people, wanting to save them and even getting our you know, energy riled up for them. I want you to remember that even at your best, even at the most humblest of your heart, even what God has given you as a pure heart and a pure soul and the knowledge and the wisdom that there are just some places God doesn't want you to go. And that is a protection that's like a shield over you. Learn to recognize patterns. 
sometimes our heart will allow us to walk into pathways freely because we feel like we can save everyone. But learn to recognize where there is a halt. There is a stop sign. There is, oh, I've seen this before. I'm not going there. People will pull so much out of you, you know, even by the the very notion of you just wanting to do right by them and you wanting to show up. They can pull so much out of you. And another thing that I, I realized also in these situations, I mentioned in the beginning, or did I? <laughs> I'm saying it now. I realized that I could, I could be present for other people and their problems, but I was not being present in mind. So while they were sharing their problems and their issues and the conflicts that they were going through, I too was going through things. But see, people like us, we put those things to the back burner because those people become primary because we got to save them. We got to save them. We got to save them. It's much like the operation of motherhood, right? Standing in the gap of our children and making sure that all of their issues and everything that they're going through, like we can rectify them and we can be there for them. And if you're in a marriage, you are there for your spouse. Like we put people first and then we deal second or third or fourth. Realizing that after everybody is, you know, to a place of their medium or halfway healed. Now we got to sit with our own stuff. I think that God just, he allows us to be capable of much. But he also wants us to realize that many people need to come back to him. He uses us in in various ways, various occupations, jobs, duties. But as we reflect on that, remember that you can help someone to a certain point. But when they begin to show you the patterns in which doesn't change their behaviors or the way that they think their thought process, the way they proceed in relationships, the way they proceed in situations if nothing has changed they won't change not in the time in which you are trying to nurture them don't give your energy and your life and your space to someone who you recognized doesn't really want anything but just to stay in the space of wanting to be sad and hurt And I know that's a hard thing to do to walk away from someone and leave them in a position that you found them in. But what about you? How much of an emotional toll does that take onto you? It's like pulling, pulling a dog and telling them to come here. Right. And they are so resistant. And you are pulling with all of your might, trying to show them, come to this side. I care about you. Like, I won't hurt you. I'm here. And you are pulling this dog and this dog is being resistant. At some point, you realize, I'm going to just have to let this dog go. And on his or her own, he will 
or she, he or she will either go their way or they will come back to me and realize that what I said was true. Whew. That was a lot to, um, that was a lot to unpack. That was a lot to share. But I, I, I want us again to understand that though God uses us as a vessel, each and every one of us, do not get yourself so involved with people that you forget about you and that you tie so much into their personal complications that you go on this year's journey when no changes are made. So I'm going to review what I said. Number one, you can't save everybody. Number two, when you see the patterns over and over and over again, stop. Number three, you, you've given them, you've given them enough. You've given them your words. You've given them your encouragement. It is up to them to move the way that will be positive for them or not at all. And last, people who want to change areas of their life will do it on their own. They will change it themselves. If they don't want to, they won't. And you have to be okay with that. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for just y'all being who y'all who y'all are. Um, I'm just very happy for this tribe of people, the listeners who um, have have really just y'all done stuck it through. I get uh, again, I get notifications and stuff when y'all download the episodes and you listen, and I see the watch or the listen time, and I'm grateful for you. Um, I'm grateful for everyone, you know, even if I, I'm at 300 of y'all loyal listeners, I know that there's someone that is out there being helped and who's consuming the information again, you know, if it's someone that, you know, that this could be beneficial for, they need to hear this talk, or if this was for you, um, sit with it, sit with it, share episodes as needed. And, um, connect with me on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook now I put some of my videos on Facebook okay shout out gosh I cannot remember his name listen I love y'all for real I love my tribe of people so I had a guy I'm gonna get his name oh he hit me up I thought it was just so sweet so genuine he is from I don't want to say it wrong ah he's from like Europe I know that um, black guy, he does podcasting and motivational speaking, hit me up in my inbox and he said, Hey, like he left me a voice message and just let me know, like YouTube does shorts like reels. And he was like, share your message there, you know? And it's just, I love that people are genuine out here. Like you don't meet a lot of good and genuine people, but when you do, you just appreciate them. So Shout out to him. If he's listening, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. I'm going to get his name and shout him out for the next episode. But thank y'all for being genuine people. Thank y'all for having good hearts. And um, thank y'all for just, you know, being receptive of listening and not being judgmental. And I'm going to stop because I can ramble on and keep on talking. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And.